Welcome to Rooster High Radio. My name is Zach Armstrong. I'm the founder at Rooster High Productions, where we harness the power of podcasts for content marketing, much like this. Today, we are talking about using interviews for connection. So remember, the past couple of times here on Rooster High Radio, we've talked about a few things a couple episodes back. We've talked about why solo episodes should be your primary focus if you're using a podcast to generate your content marketing. Right, you've got to show off your expertise, and then interviews are great for a couple reasons. Last week, uh, if you didn't catch that episode, go check it out. And we talked about how you want to pick interviewees whose expertise will serve your audience. Now, there is a secret other reason to do an interview that's a bit different. It's a bit more of a strategic business move. And every time I talk to a real smart business person who has already picked up podcasts and they discover this quote-unquote cheat code, this quote-unquote life hack, right? It's really not much of a trick. It's just leveraging the fact that you have a podcast and podcasts are fun and cool. And this is using interviews to get strategic connections for your business. This means using an interview for your benefit and your business's benefit. Now, we're going to talk about uh, the qualifiers here. You have to do this right for the sake of your audience and for the sake of your guest. But at the end of the day, you can use a podcast interview to get a strategic guest that is a connection for your business, and that's why they're on the podcast. So we're going to talk about all the dynamics you need to consider to make that happen in the best possible way. Again, my name is Zach. This is Rooster High Radio, where we are unpacking the power of podcasts for content marketing. The two main points about using interviews in this way is that one, they are a great hook to get a strategic meeting with somebody who's going to be a benefit to your business. Are they an ideal client and a client who's really the next step up and the kind of person you want to serve? Are they, are they a, a peer or a contact, somebody who's really notable, and you just want that relationship with them because you know that's going to be a good relationship to have? So whether they're a client uh, or a peer or simply somebody notable in your space or an adjacent space, you can use a podcast episode interview to say, hey, come be a guest on my podcast. I would love to hear your take on this topic. So they are great for that, but you can't just do this on the cheap or else it's going to show. Real generosity with your guest and with your audience is the absolute key. Because if you use this quote-unquote cheat code as a cheat code, then what's going to happen is your if your guest even agrees to be on, they're going to see that you're just grasping at a relationship with them. Now, you are using this to meet this person, but you've got to use real generosity and real wisdom to actually get them on your podcast in a way that is open-handed, that makes sense, that says, hey, I really want to honor your expertise, how great you are. Let me show you that I really care about this and I care about you beyond just the connection. Now, of course, you still have to ask for the connection. You've got to advocate for yourself. I'm not saying to become you know, totally altruistic and disappear into the background here and never mention yourself or pitch yourself or say you know, what you have to bring to the table. Uh, sometimes you have to do that pretty clearly and pretty directly. But what you can't do is simply try to be getting something from this person through this whole process, or else it's probably going to be obvious. So you want to use interview slots as a way to make strategic connections for your business, and you want to do it with real human generosity, right? You don't want to cut a corner here with connecting with this person. It's got to be a real genuine interaction, even if it's one you're trying to calculate right? Even if it's one that you are moving with intent to say, hey, 
I want to have a relationship with you because I want to make this a win-win. So diving into some of the points and best practices about this here, um, we you first want to figure out who's a good connection for your business, right? Is this is this the next kind of client who is going to be a great fit? For instance, with my business, uh, one target market I'm looking at is realtors, right? Realtors who have to have their face out there. People should trust them. And that would augment the word of mouth and awareness about these people's expertise, both with potential future clients, right? Where uh, they see you on social media, somebody shares and they go, wow, I really like the way this realtor talks about this thing. I feel like I'm building that trust, right? That content marketing, doing that trust, building the relationship starting and relationship building while you sleep. One of the great advantages of a saturated content marketing strategy. The other thing is keeping yourself top of mind in the people you've worked with before, right? My wife and I absolutely loved our realtor who helped us find and get this house that we're living in now. Christina LaFontaine here in Athens. She's fantastic. And the more I see her on social media, applying her trade, showing off how impressive she is, right, as a realtor in in what she does, getting the stuff done, staying on top of things, being connected, finding the right homes, right, uh, um, stewarding relationships, the more my confidence in her just keeps keeps going up. Now, we're not going to need to buy another house anytime soon, I don't think. But the more I remember Christina, the more I see her on social media, the more I'm going to say, oh, yeah, Christina LaFontaine, fantastic realtor. I would recommend anybody and everybody work with her. So that's an example of why you want to stay top of mind with your clients. Early on in the life of this podcast, a current client of mine uh, saw some saw some of the content on the channel and said, oh, you know, I think I'm going to implement that. And then right after onboarding, they were starting to record and they talked to me about some of the advice they were implementing. And so that was great. It's for current clients. It's for future clients. It's for past clients. So breaking down all of the pieces here about how to do this successfully is that first you want to identify who you're going after. Who is the strategic get for your business? Are they in the kind of... uh, are they in kind of space with some of your other ideal clients and they're the kind of next step up of uh, success? They're one of my target markets with this kind of content marketing service are realtors. So I might be looking around and saying, okay, who are the realtors I can go ahead and work with? And then who are the realtors who are doing the big ticket stuff, who are really high end with uh, the sales they're making, really successful? They've been around a long time. How can I land? How can I land an interview with one of them and make that connection to show off what I do and find an appropriate topic? Maybe bring them in to talk about how they have used social media marketing in the past with their business over time. So that would be an example of, you know, the kind of person I would go look for. So who would you go look for in your business as a strategic business connection interviewee, right? Do you want to go ahead and make that connection in a group of people who are a group of your ideal clients and you want to go ahead and start that relationship off with one of them? Is it somebody who is a peer of some kind who's really successful and you want to just start a business relationship with them for the sake of getting to know them, getting advice from them and and sharing with them as well. And you can go ahead and, and find an appropriate uh, find an appropriate topic to invite them onto the podcast about and reach out. And then are there some totally blue sky names who would be up there within the range of like truly notable or really known in your industry, famous in your industry? 
If you have a halfway decent podcast, you have a platform to say, hey, I want to honor you by inviting you onto this platform, right? Some of these connections, the benefits of knowing them are going to be obvious, right? If they're an ideal client type, then maybe they're going to want to work with you, right? Maybe they're going to tell their friends about you when they have a great time on your podcast. Maybe it's a little bit more open-handed where you know that if you made this connection with this person who's successful, they're X number of years ahead, or maybe they're maybe they're, you've been in business as long as they have, but you know that making a connection with them would help pull you into that next step and improve your network in that way. And then some of these people, you just know that it would be a great connection because you like them. And yeah, maybe they're more successful than you, maybe they're not, but you just know that this would be a good relationship to start off, right? Which brings me to one of the next points. You do still want to, as you're doing this, ensure a good fit for your topic and for your audience. Now, like I mentioned, one of my ideal clients being uh, realtors, right? I would have to find a topic that truly is relevant for a realtor to come speak to. We could talk about content and their experience with uh, hiring photographers. We could talk about their use of social media and building relationships over time on social media because the realtors who have executed on building a presence on social media are going to be the ones who have seen the results from augmenting that word of mouth over time with a social media presence, right? So there's a lot of Venn diagram crossovers I can look at and find a truly appropriate place to bring a realtor on. So look for a place that makes sense for this person to speak into with a little bit of creativity, a little bit of brainstorming, you can find you can find the right topic to bring this person in on. If you're having trouble thinking about a topic, you've got, you know, you've got your target, you've got the person you want to bring in on and you don't know exactly what topic is in the Venn diagram between their expertise and yours, shoot me an email, zach at roosterhigh.com and uh, we can brainstorm that a little bit together. We can look at what they're good at, their background, their history, and then what you do and figure out what topic you want to put together to invite them to come speak on. Now, the back half of this episode here is really the most important because if you just take the front half and you run and you say, okay, I want to squeeze all the advantage, all the leverage I can out of this, right? That's one of the hot business words, leverage. I want to leverage this relationship. I want to get as much out of it as I can. I can go get that good client. Now, a good, confident approach will often serve you well in business. However, if you forget the human behind the business, if you're just treating the relationship as transactional to just get, you know, get some blood from the stone on it, then you are likely going to, to lose some trust in that relationship you try to build. It likely won't start well. They won't see you as a person trying to actually start a relationship for the sake of the relationship. I realize there is a bit of a tension here in what I'm saying because when you invite this person on, you you are doing it for the chance at making that good connection with them. But you've got to do it with real generosity and real open-handedness. It's that balance of not asking from a place of need because here's the thing. You're a good business person, right? If you if your your offers are working, you're figuring it out, you're making that money. If you're figuring it out, you don't actually need this person to continue succeeding, but the relationship with this person would be a great boon to your business. And so you've got to be actually generous with it and hold it with an open hand and make the ask appropriately. So part of the way to do this, the invitation is pretty simple, right? You find a person, you find a topic, you show that you care, you show about that you know about this person. And then part of the magic is really 
in their experience of being interviewed by you. Mostly this will likely be remote, right? So you want some good tools, you want them to work, right? Uh, with my clients and I, my clients are all using Squadcast that comes with, with working with me. And Squadcast is a fantastic remote recording solution like Zencaster or Riverside, if you've heard of those. We'll dive into how useful those tools are and how they work so you can understand uh, in a future episode of Rooster High Radio. And so once you have them on, you want it to be a smooth experience. You want to set the expectations of how long will it take. Right. Generally saying uh, up to one hour, I think 45 minutes really is the sweet spot, though. And then you end at latest with uh, at the 40 minute mark. Right. So you can do a little uh, under promise over deliver. So say 45 minutes. Right. Uh, A full hour can feel like a bit much. So say 45 minutes, use up 40. And that's from starting the call with them to hanging up. So you're looking for about a half hour episode here. You're looking for about a half hour episode here. And of course, this is all just baseline stuff, a place for you to start. You can mix and match as needed. Your results may vary. So uh, set a good expectation, 45 minutes, get done in about 40. And you are going to want to engage in the Nardwar school of interviewing. When you are using this as a strategic connection, and I'd recommend this even when you're doing interviews as a, a bringing expertise to your audience, like we talked about in last episode, but especially when you are using an interview to form a strategic connection for your business through your podcast, you need to engage in the Nardwar school of interviewing. If you have no idea what I just said and you think I'm having a stroke, that's okay. Nardwar is a Vancouver-based interviewer who interviews music artists, especially hip-hop artists and all sorts of other artists over his long career as an interviewer. Essentially, an independent journalist who has this tradition, this, this signature of researching the most crazy niche facts about his interviewees. He'll walk up to somebody uh, to interview them, he'll start talking with them, and then he'll make a reference to a band they started in high school that only lasted a week. Or he will hand them a piece of their early merch that they developed very early in the career, they lost track of, and then they got big and were never able to find those pieces of merch they produced back then. Just type in Nardawar Interview Greatest Hits into YouTube, you're going to see what I'm saying. Now, Nardawar is famous for his research. He has even scared people away from the interview because they feel like he knows too much about their past. Now, I'm not saying you have to shock the person or make them uncomfortable. However, the inspiration that I want you to take from Nardawar is that when you're interviewing somebody, especially for a strategic connection for your business, you need to research them in a way that shows you really do care and you really are a fan of theirs in a meaningful way right? I had an interview with a gentleman named Carlos who has a pretty good-sized YouTube channel, and he was coming on my podcast very graciously to talk about a card game I enjoyed. And when Carlos came on, I had booked him, and I had done my research about Carlos. I'd watched a lot of his episodes on his YouTube channel and started to make notes on what Carlos likes. You know, what is Carlos a fan of? What is meaningful to Carlos? And one thing I found out is that Carlos loves Michael Jordan, and Carlos loves Michael Jordan's quote about practice and perfectionism, right, and failure. And so uh, I found that I saw Carlos give that quote on a few episodes of his YouTube channel. I made sure that I wrote it down. I had it familiar. And then I walked into that interview with a couple of pieces of information about Carlos that I was only going to share 
if appropriate, right? I wasn't trying to force these facts about Carlos in front of him to show that I care, because if it's forced, it doesn't matter as much. And towards the end of the interview with Carlos, uh, the subject of practice came up. And it was a great chance to say, oh, yeah, I've heard you talk about this Michael Jordan quote on a few episodes of your show. And it was relevant to the topic at hand. And it showed Carlos how much I cared that I had done my research. And he laughed and he was impressed. He was like, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that quote. Uh, another, another place to go check out this kind of interviewing for some inspiration is look up hot ones. You've likely seen some viral clips. Uh, this gentleman uh, this gentleman, uh, Sean, I believe his name is on Hot Ones, does some really deep research on his mostly celebrity guests and really wows them. And it turns into not just a PR conversation for the uh, for the, 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 the celebrity, but what it turns into is all of a sudden they recognize that this guy did their research. He found out some crazy deep stuff about them. And all of a sudden it's just a conversation between two humans and the kind of stuff that Sean gets out of these interviews is just absolutely amazing. So you don't need to need, be the next Hot Ones. You don't need to be the next Nardawar, but go... Go out and research your guest and show that you care by presenting the right deep information about them at the right time. Now, don't go too deep right naming all of their childhood pets and their Wi-Fi password. That's going to be a little creepy. But go show that you care and present it at the right time tactfully. And when you do this well, the payoff is in the patience. We talked about doing this, yes, to form that strategic connection with somebody, but you have to do it in an open-handed way. You can't be expecting them to then engage with you in the way that you wanted them to engage. You've got to hold it with an open hand. You have to say, hey, I appreciated this. This was great. Thank you so much. And be then be surprised when they're gener- by their generosity when they do reach out and make connections and send you off uh, as a recommendation to other people they know. So you've got to hold it with an open hand. And so you're going to do this. And then sometimes you won't get what you were hoping to get out of it, at least not in the time frame maybe you expected. You're going to have one of these interviews, and the person is going to say, yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. And then they won't respond again, or they won't be engaging with you in the way that you were hoping. Uh, so what you've got to do is just be okay with that. Hold it with an open hand. Do find the right places to advocate for yourself or bring it back up or make the ask that you want to make, right? You can't be devoid of that in business. Sometimes you do need to be direct and forward depending on depending on what's going on with you and your situation. But generally speaking, the payoff is in the patience. So hold it with an open hand. Don't rush it. Make it natural. Business is simply one aspect of human relationships. Right now, it's a big one. It's an important one. It's how people get fed. It's how people get goods and services. It's how you make a living. And make sure make sure to remember that you've got to treat the real human relationships like real human relationships at the end of the day. Treat it generously. And eventually, people will respond to that. Remember to stand up for yourself when you need to. One story I have with this is I shot for the moon with an in-house podcast before I went full-time with my business. I shot for the moon with the founder of Modern Card Games. 
So you may have heard about collectible card games like the Pokemon Trading Card Game or Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering was the first big one. There was another attempt or two right beforehand, but Magic the Gathering is really what got it right. And what it turned into is, uh, essentially, if you're unfamiliar with these kinds of games, it's fantasy-themed. Think Game of Thrones, right, if you're familiar. And if you're a giant nerd, you're cringing at the comparison I just made. (laughs) Um, What it is is, you know, pieces of cardboard with characters on them, and you build a deck and play a game against another person. And so what happens is that uh, what happened is that this gentleman designed this fantastic card game, and then all of a sudden the company making this card game was able to print pieces of cardboard that are highly valuable to the right type of nerd. This game is most of Hasbro, the giant parent company, right? That makes all the games that you've heard of. This game is most of the revenue of Hasbro these days. That's how big it is. And the guy who invented this game in the first place, along with a design partner of his, his name is Richard Garfield. And I had a podcast about one of his card games that he designed. And it was always a pipe dream to get Richard Garfield on the podcast until one day I said, you know, why don't we just shoot our shot? And we did, and he accepted, and he came on the podcast. And now, he's down to earth. He's not a household name outside of, uh, outside of you know, nerdy, uh, nerdy circles like mine. But we got him on the podcast, had a fantastic time talking with him. And now, I have his email. He has spent an hour talking to me and having a great time. I made him laugh, and I got to include that in the cold open before. And I'll, I'll go ahead, and I'll link this episode I'll link this episode in the show notes in case you have any interest in hearing Richard Garfield talk about his 2018 card game Keyforge with me and my uh, British co-host Ed. So uh, that was one time I used this tactic. I'll be, of course, using it for this show. And so keep an eye out if you're listening now, if you're listening in the early days, right? You're in my first batch of actual listeners, right? So keep an eye out as we go down the line as I get uh, fellow podcast experts on here that I just want to be friends with and I want to honor them by putting them on this podcast. And then as I go seek out uh, other tiers of people, not necessarily higher, just different tiers of people, right, to go bring on the podcast to really just level up my relationship with them and the business by making those connections. So keep an eye out for it. You can all watch it happen live like the content marketing podcast powered by podcast process, you're going to see that work worked on worked on with this podcast as I chop it up into clips and put it all over social media. So this has been Rooster High Radio. Remember to follow if you're not following yet. We're dropping these episodes every Friday so that you can get better at content marketing for your business. And if you're interested in me doing this for you instead, awesome. Email me at Zach at RoosterHigh.com and let's get started. RoosterHigh.com is, of course, the website where my business is housed. So check that out. You can check out some of my offers and get in touch with me from there. And if you have any content marketing thoughts or content marketing questions, toss them out to me. I'll answer them here or on social media. We'll make sure you get uh, my thoughts and the answers you need. Thank you so much. We'll see you next Friday.